0: God Values Networks, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Jesus and the Twelve, David and His Mighty Men, William Wilberforce and the Clapham Group. Every time you see a major leader, you'll see a group that's connected to him.
1: Coming up now on First Person, an interview with Os Hillman, the author of The Joseph Calling, helping us realize God's calling for our life. Welcome, I'm Wayne Shepard. This weekly interview program is made possible through the support of the Far East Broadcasting Company, which loves to tell the stories of God working in the lives of people all over the world. There's more about FEBC at our website, firstpersoninterview.com. Just click on the FEBC banner at the top of the page to provide a radio for those who cannot possibly afford one. Again, go to firstpersoninterview.com. Os Hillman is the founder of Marketplace Leaders and the creator of the daily devotional TGIF, Today God is First. But he's also the author of several books about Marketplace Christianity, including his newest, The Joseph Calling. In this book, he encourages us to find God's calling for our life and fulfill the purpose he created us to accomplish. On a video call with Os recently, I began the conversation by asking him to recount his own testimony. Well, Wayne, I came to Christ
0: when I was 22 years old. Uh, Just out of college, I went to school on a golf scholarship, and my my whole goal in life was to be a professional golfer. And uh, I sought to do that and actually turned pro for about three years. Uh, Unfortunately, I was not able to really get on the professional tour as I had hoped, and that became my first Uh, roadblock and disappointment in life, which actually became the catalyst for me making a decision for Christ. And uh, later, I got into business, and ultimately, uh, I started an ad agency in 1982 in Atlanta. And I had that agency for 12 years, and uh, I really wanted to reflect Christ in all that I did, and I named the ad agency the Aslan Group after Uh, Aslan the lion, nobody knew about him then. (laughs) Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, God really blessed that time. But in 1994, I went through a major crisis that uh, really affected my family, uh, my finances. I lost a major amount of money through a Bernie Madoff type of scam Mm. and uh, lost 80% of my business. And within three months, everything changed. And that led me into a seven-year season of adversity and it was during that season that god began to help me understand some of the reasons i went through the adversity and i met a key man in my life named gunnar olsen that became my spiritual father in the marketplace and then um, as i began to walk through that seven years uh, God began to meet me and help me understand some things I had never seen before. And I began writing about them and ultimately started uh, writing a daily devotional called TGIF Today, God is First, that uh, now goes to 104 countries and uh, is read by several hundred thousand people each day. And uh, just finished my 18th book, which we're going to talk about today. And uh, so God turned that valley of Achor, uh, which means trouble in the book of Hosea, Mm -hmm. into a door of hope for me and many others. And so I learned through those last 22 years that, you know, God has a way of using our life even in the most adverse and difficult circumstances.
1: Well, let me go back and ask you, As, uh, at any point during that seven-year trial, I mean, were you tempted just to hang it up and walk away from the faith?
0: You know i don't think i was ever tempted to walk away from the faith but i certainly doubted god and doubted his love for me and really took on a lot of shame and uh, and uh failure you know i really felt like a failed christian i felt like a failed businessman and so i had to deal with those kinds of issues and that's why the relationship with Gunnar Olsen from Sweden, who was the founder of the International Christian Chamber of Commerce, who I met two years into my adversity, was able to shed some light for me on this whole area. Mm. And uh, that was a turning point because uh, that day when I walked in the room to meet him, I walked in as a failure, uh, a man full of shame over what had happened to me. Uh, and But then he said, you know, boss, you have a Joseph calling on your life. And I said, what in the world is that? And he says, well, it's a, it's a marketplace call, and uh, it means that you're going to be a spiritual and physical provider for others. And uh, as you press into God, he's going to use these adversities for his purposes. Uh, this doesn't change the fact that you probably made some mistakes along the way, and you're not a perfect person. But what you need to realize is the call is bigger than the mistakes. Now, that was a huge word for me that day, Mm -hmm. because I walked in a victim to my circumstance, but I walked out in a greater understanding that I was in the midst of a process that was biblical, that this man knew about, and he was able to help guide me.
1: Yeah, I want to dig deeper on that very issue in just a moment, but I'm sure, I'm sorry for what you had to go through uh, during that time in your life, but I'm sure you're the first to realize how it prepared you for what God is doing through you now.
0: Well, it is, you know, um, being able to see things often uh, is not very clear until you get past them many years. And uh, when you're in the midst of your, as I say, Joseph Pitt experience, it's hard to see anything positive in that situation. It's only years later when you see how God has used those adversities in the lives of others. And I like to say that God uses our adversities as our authority to minister to others and bring freedom to others. Yeah. And that's yeah. a true biblical truth that we can all um you know, appreciate and, and apply to our own lives.
1: Well, Ash, you are one of the few people in the world that really helps us understand our work in a spiritual context to see it as a whole rather than, you know, separating it out and saying, well, this is the spiritual part of me and this is what I do for a living. But you, you integrate the two. That, that in a nutshell is what you do, isn't it?
0: It is. I really feel like our ministry is an equipping ministry to help men and women see their work as a holy calling from God and to be cultural influencers as a result. You know, the marketplace is a place that um, there's a lot of things that can be done and we can solve a lot, a lot of problems. But unfortunately, a lot of men and women in the workplace uh, check their faith at the door on Monday. I have a friend who often says uh, they become Monday morning atheist <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because they they just haven't been trained to apply you know, what they learn on Sunday uh, on uh, the rest of the five days a week. Right.
1: Well, let's get into your book, The Joseph Calling. You've touched on it already. Uh, you stress the the importance of knowing our purpose in life. So talk about that as a starting point here.
0: Well, the first two chapters of the book helps people understand their purpose. And the reason that's so important is that if we don't understand our purpose, it can cause us to go down rabbit trails in our life. I had a friend who was on my board and she said, you know, I think you know us, your gifts and talents, but I don't think you know why God made you. Mm. And I thought, that's an interesting way of putting that. Uh, can I really know that? And she says, well, I think you can get pretty close. And so we, we did an exercise that, you know, lasted about two or three hours. And uh, we basically went through this process. At the end of the process... Uh, There was a statement that came out of that that said, God made Os Hillman to be an articulator and shepherd of foundational ideas that lead to transformation. Well, that statement was true of me before I ever became a Christian. You see, I could articulate and shepherd you in your golf swing to make you a better golfer.
1: Uh, and uh, Oh, I don't know if you've seen me play golf. I, I don't know if you could have helped me or not. So, uh,
0: As an ad agency owner, I could articulate and shepherd you through a process to help you do your business better. And today, I articulate and shepherd people through the uh, spiritual foundations of their life to help them become all God wants you to become and to be cultural influencers and so that statement can be transferable to a number of vocations and that's another danger people get into they say well i'm called to banking well you might be called to banking but that's not why god made you per se uh, you're answering the question why god made you is understanding your dna how are you wired and and uh, by understanding that that becomes the funnel and the filter by which you consider what you'll be involved in.
1: Well, let's start talking about the six stages to understand, navigate, and fulfill your purpose that you identify in the book. We'll take a break in a moment, but get us started. What are, what are the first couple of stages here in the process?
0: Well, Wayne, the way I discovered that is that when I wrote my last book, Change Agent, and I was looking at the lives of, of people in the Bible, the leaders in the Bible, and even modern-day uh, leaders, I found a pattern. And the pattern was that each of these leaders tended to go through these six stages. And of course, Joseph definitely went through these stages. I went through these stages. Almost every person I know that has uh, God is using in a significant way has gone through these stages. And so the reason these stages are really important to understand is that it becomes a track for you and I to understand the processes of God in our life, especially when we go through
1: adversity. Let's start by just mentioning the six stages just very briefly before we take our break.
0: Sure, the first stage is recruitment. Usually there's a crisis that ushers us into the larger story of our life, just like Joseph was thrown into the pit. Character development is number two, where God took Joseph through 13 years of adversity. Uh, Isolation is the third stage where God speaks a message to you during your time of isolation. And of course, Joseph was isolated from his family, thrown into uh, the pit and and jail. And uh, then the cross, almost every person who's called to leadership is going to experience a betrayal and going to be tested to wash the feet of Judas. And then the fifth stage is problem solving. Jesus was the ultimate problem solver. And he calls Uh, his leaders to solve some type of problem on the earth. And then number six is networks. God values networks. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Jesus and the Twelve, David and his mighty men, William Wilberforce and the Clapham Group. Every time you see a major leader, you'll see a group that's connected to him.
1: Our phone call interview with Os Hillman of Marketplace Leaders will continue coming up here on First Person. I'm Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. We've produced a number of storytelling videos of God at work in the lives of FEBC listeners living in difficult circumstances. To see these videos and to be encouraged in God's Word, please visit firstpersoninterview.com and sign up for our 30-day online devotional. It's easy and there's no obligation. You will love seeing and hearing stories of people's lives being saved through the gospel message. Go to FirstPersonInterview.com. My guest is As Hillman. Os is the author of the new book, The Joseph Calling, just out. And he's also the author of many other books. You'll find information on our website, FirstPersonInterview.com. He has an organization called Marketplace Leaders. The Daily Devotional, TGIF, Today God is First, goes out to uh, tens of thousands of people, and, and it's, it's uh, wonderful. I get that every day. And, us uh, thanks for putting that together along with everything else you do. So it's good to, good to talk with you again.
0: Wayne, it's such a pleasure to be with you today.
1: Let's talk more about the Joseph calling. You identified those six stages to uh, navigating, fulfilling our purpose. Can we go back through each one just briefly and and uh, have you comment on each one. You said the first one is recruitment through crisis.
0: Yeah, I found that almost every situation in a leader's life had some type of an event that seemed to be the catalyst to usher them into their larger story. You look at the Apostle Paul, and he was struck blind by Jesus. That was his crisis moment. You look at Joseph, who was thrown in the pit. Uh, that was his crisis moment. Mm-hmm. And just you can just go through a lot of different people's you know, even Martin Luther, he had an event where he posted the thesis on the, the door that day, and that ushered him into the crisis in his life, which ultimately led to being head of the Protestant Reformation. He didn't he didn't uh, grow up thinking, oh, someday I'm going to be head of the Protestant Reformation. <laughs> it was all about a crisis that ushered him into a calling he never thought
1: uh, that he was going to be involved in. Yeah, and we have many contemporary examples. uh you and I both have felt that uh, that happen in our own life, haven't we? Um, y- you say that number two is character building, and I'm reminded of the old Wayne Watson song, I'm growing and I don't like it. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. character
0: building is not the fun stage of life, is it? Yeah. But we see that in the Bible with David who had to flee Saul's sword. Um, you see that in Joseph who went through 13 years of adversity for an 81-year assignment. A lot of times we forget uh, the preparation was for a very long career of 81 years with Joseph. And so you can look at many of the uh, people in the Bible and see where they had to go through their own character building phase. You look at Moses, you know, and Abraham, they all had this this process that God was having to do in their life.
1: What do you mean by isolation as a step in
0: this process? Wayne, I I've, I've found that for a lot of people, they uh, have a period of time where they're isolated from the things that they are accustomed to being involved uh, Sometimes it can be a sickness. Sometimes it's being estranged from someone. Uh, you know, David had to live in the cave of Adlam for a season. It was there he wrote three psalms. And, uh, you know, I like to say God turns messes into messages mm-hmm. and messengers. And, uh, you know, it says in Isaiah 45, 3, he, give, he uh, reveals secret things in hidden places that I might know him. And uh, I was in a time of isolation when I wrote the devotionals. And uh, so I find uh, even the, the man who wrote uh, Pilgrim's Progress, he was... Uh, uh, Bunyan, you know. Yeah. He was in uh, prison for 12 years, and that's where he wrote that book. Hmm. And you look at Isaiah and Jeremiah, they all had seasons of isolation. And of course, uh, John, uh, the Apostle John, was was uh, on the island of Patmos, and that's where he got the revelation and wrote the revelation down.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, a wilderness experience, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. Yeah. All right, number four, you say cross. What do you mean by cross?
0: Well, every leader that is used significantly in the, uh, the kingdom, I see this uh, aspect of betrayal. And of course, when we look at Joseph, he was betrayed by his brothers. Jesus was betrayed by Judas uh, and even by his own son. And we look at others in the Bible and they often had a betrayal of some kind. And I do believe that God allows some of these things to happen in order to find out if we, like Jesus, are willing to wash the feet of our own Judas. Are we willing to bless those who curse us? Hmm. Uh, That is one of the greatest tests, I think, that we as human beings can experience. Uh, And Jesus made some very strong statements about forgiveness. He says, if you will not forgive them, I will not forgive you. Now, that's a very um, important statement that we all need to heed. And so that's what I mean when I talk about the cross. You know, I, I often tell my audience, as I say, even if you want to willingly go to the cross, you couldn't put but two nails in your own cross. Mm-hmm. So God raises up a third person to put that third nail in, usually through a
1: betrayal. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. All right, uh, there are two more steps in this process you've identified. Number five problem solving.
0: Yeah, so now uh, in the fifth and sixth stage, we're, we're more moving into the outgrowth or the fruit of our call. And this is where we see that God's prepared us to be a problem solver. Joseph solved a problem for Egypt and his uh, king. And so often, God has something in mind for us to solve a problem. And uh, so Jesus, every time he met someone, he usually solved a problem, whether it was uh, helping Peter catch more fish or feeding the 5,000 or healing someone. Uh, or raising Lazarus from the dead, each of these situations had a problem involved with it. And Jesus's influence and authority grew because of the problem solving he did in every life. And so the more people he solved the problem with, and the bigger the problem, the more uh, publicity that came from that, and the more influence he would end up having. Mm-hmm.
1: And then finally, the importance of other people coming alongside. You'd you label this as networking, but use any word you want, but it, it is important, isn't it?
0: Well, when uh, Jesus talked about unity, and uh, in John 17 21 to 23, he says, I pray that we would be one as the Father and I are one in order that Jesus might be revealed and people would believe in Jesus, right? And so what we see modeled in the Bible is this concept of unity and leverage. Uh, Jesus, uh, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, that's a three-part team. Jesus and the disciples, that's a group. You've got um, David and his mighty men, and you've got uh, Joseph and his 12 brothers, and Daniel and his three friends. And so all of these are examples. You know, one of my great modern day, or not so modern, but at least a few hundred years ago, is uh, William Wilberforce, who uh, had something called the Clapham Group. There was Mm -hmm. about 14 to 18 individuals who walked together, ate together, went to church together, and they were fairly wealthy and influential, but they leveraged what they did together to influence the culture. And of course, the biggest thing they were able to do is abolish slavery in England. Yeah. So that's an example of what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, and Lewis and Tolkien had the inklings, and there have been many examples. You have your board today and many other networks that have created around you, and I I think that we all need that, don't we? Um, can we talk about adversity for a moment? You have faced adversity. Why does adversity come? What, what is the purpose of adversity? Why does God use it in our life? Well, Wayne, uh, as I've studied
0: that topic, in fact, I, I wrote a whole book about it uh, called Upside of Adversity, and uh, I found that there's four core areas that we can uh, experience adversity, and uh, one of those is simply a consequence of the call. Joseph's adversity was a result of a consequence of the call. It wasn't because of his sin, although he was he was not very tactful with his brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the sin, the you know, the um the adversity that he went through was not commensurate with kind of his personality or the challenges he had with his brothers. There was something much bigger going on and even he said, you know, God sent him ahead to save a nation. The second reason I think is to um, as sons and daughters of our heavenly father the bible says in hebrews that he uh, will reprove us as sons and daughters Uh, otherwise we're not sons and daughters and so if we're going down a path that god says no son or daughter that's not really where i want you to go he might use some gentle or even not so gentle ways of getting us back toward that direction The third area is sin. You know, uh, know, we reap what we sow, and so uh, we have to be careful that we're clean before God. And nobody's perfect, but First John uh, says that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So we don't want to go through adversity because of that. And then the last reason I believe is uh, a result of spiritual warfare. You know, we're called into a battle. And Ephesians talks about that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but spiritual forces in high places. So these are the four areas, I think, that we can often identify the adversities.
1: Os Hillman's book is titled The Joseph Calling. It's all about discovering the calling God has for you and the process of walking in that calling. Os is the founder of Marketplace Leaders and TGIF Today God is First. If you enjoyed hearing this week's conversation, please take the time to visit our webpage, learn more about the Far East Broadcasting Company, which made it possible. You can even sign up at our page to receive the FEBC Daily Online Devotional, which I use every day, telling great stories of lives changed around the world by God working through FEBC's broadcasts. Go to firstpersoninterview.com. This program is also archived at our website, firstpersoninterview.com, and it's available as well for download on our mobile app. Search for First Person Interview in your app store. Next week, a studio conversation with Ron Hutchcraft following the death of his wife, Karen. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for First Person.